Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We stream it live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will. Playoff Skywalker still. Boom! I'm excited today. I'm excited because we finally can turn the page to the playoffs didn't end the season didn't end like we wanted it to but the playoffs is here and that's all that matters we're going to take our first look at the matchup and we're going to do something a bit different today all right dan quinn talked about tom brady the other day so we're going to listen to dan quinn touch on that and we're going to jump into the film room but we're going to do it differently usually when i say roll out the TVs, it's an easy day and whatnot, but sometimes when you're at school and they roll out the TV, it's an educational purpose to it. So you can't put your pencils down today. Take out your notepads, your pens, your pencils, whatever it is. We are going to take a listen to Kurt Warner actually talk about how uh, he, you know, how to attack Tom Brady and whatnot, hence the tomfoolery part in our uh, title here. So we'll listen to Dan Quinn. We'll listen to Kurt. We'll actually watch a little bit of Kurt as well. So that'll be fun. He uh, put out a video uh, yesterday, two days ago, decided to watch that about Tom Brady. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's kind of dive into it because he touched on some of the things and he showed an exact play that we mentioned the other day when it came to like concepts and coverages and whatnot. So it's time, man. Cowboys prep for revenge versus Tampa starts today. And we'll be talking about this game all the way up until kickoff on Monday night, Bomb Squad. Shout out to y'all. Bomb Squad! Shaking my head because I, I can't believe it's, it's finally hit. Finally. I'm definitely going to get a finally in on Monday night. Uh, but plus in the roundup, let me not forget that. Uh, there's a big time player that hit the market. I want to I know what y'all think. I said what I had to say on Twitter. I want to know what y'all think. And then is this coach really on the hot seat? So really, it, this is kind of a jam-packed show, but um, I won't keep y'all too long from my side of things. We'll get into the roundup. We'll we'll get into the film and listen to Dan Quinn. And then I want to hear from y'all. Call into the show, 351-999-3787, the Pulse of the Nation hotline. Uh, give me a call, man. Yeah, Toxic Shaq Edwards. See, Toxic got people saying Toxic. He says, playoff time. Indeed. Indeed. What's good, James? What's good, Trips? Uh, Jameson. Who else we got in here? Tom Downey. Tom, this is the first time I've seen you just have normal Tom Downey burner account. It's been a minute. What's up, AJ? Uh, Captain America, Reginald, Mike Rizzo. It's been a minute since I shouted y'all out. Jose, Faith, Bands, Five, Cap. What's going on, Cap? Uh, Peter Rizzo, James Ruff, Gregory in the building, Lord Nova, Iceberg Q, D Block 88, Brandon C, 
JT the pipe layer was goody. I uh we got iceberg cure already. Uh we just call you BV. What's good, BV? Uh B, what up? Steven White, Toe Boat Tie. Toe Boat Tie, that sounds like a wrestler from the from the uh the nineties. I think it was Tugboat. Uh, who else we got up in here? Facebook, y'all in the building? Yes, indeed. Y'all in the building. What's good? Milana Don. We got James Simmons and many more coming through. We're already almost 200 deep in there, so appreciate y'all. What's good, Rick? What's good, uh, Swain in the building? K-H-Y, Alpha Mason stage, Miss Sheila. Oh, yeah. It's playoff time, man. And as, as disappointed as we were on Sunday, we can't focus on that, right? And when I say we, I mean they. And, and Micah said something in the roundup that I, I agree with here. And I feel his his energy. So we'll talk about that in the roundup. In fact, let's let's get to it right now. It is time for It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. Now, before we get to the to the playoff stuff and to the Cowboy stuff, I, I just got to mention this. I got to talk about this real quick. This might be a long roundup. We got a couple things going on here. So, came on my screen yesterday, breaking, whatever you want to call it, sources. Shout out to Jordan Schultz. Arizona Cardinals plan to trade all-pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. D-Hop has two years and $34.3 million left on his contract and is likely to seek a new deal. Owner Michael, Michael Bidwell plans to express this to GM candidates. Yes or no, Cowboys Nation? <laughs> This got a little bit more pushback than I thought it would. But I am very curious on the bomb squad at the very least. Would you explore this? I mean, listen, this ain't the post or the offseason yet. I don't got my button. We understand Catboy and whatnot, right? We get all that. But she, I would definitely explore it. <laughs> Without a doubt. I'm picking up that phone. Think about it, though. They... They picked up the phone to call for Brandon Cooks, who was making, I think, $18 million next year on the books. Now, the problem is here is he wants another contract. Now we're talking about three big money receivers in the next two years. Yeah, that's probably unrealistic. But I don't see nothing wrong with picking up that phone and seeing if you can you can get a swap going on with a Michael Gallup involved. I, I don't know. But somebody on Twitter said to me, well, he's talking about the money. And this is what I said. Listen, I get it. I get the money. I get all of that. But I'm tired of not getting great players because of money. Y'all know how I feel about that. Offseason is, if you're new here, you'll see. <laughs> but so I'm going to ask y'all, would y'all would explore that? Just real quick before we move on. Cloud says, yes, but trading what? Yeah, they didn't really come up with the compensation. I'm not really sure what it'd be. I'll gift you, Kellen. Hell yeah. D-Hop over Odell. Oh, yes. I mean, for sure. No doubt about it. 
Uh, Cowboys get the hop it's over, but le- but let's think like Cowboy. I know S to B. I know, and that's why this is more of a fun thought process. Although the Cowboys, when they decide to jump, they jump for this position. So, yeah. uh, CD plus D hop with a different OC. I'm with you. That'd be dope. That, Captain America trade Gallup for D hop, and I don't know what the ramifications would be. This is just more of a hypothetical, fun question. There's obviously money's involved with Gallup. That probably hurts you with the dead cap or something like that, but hey, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. CD with his favorite receiver. Oh, that'd be dope. Uh, let me see. Anybody adamantly against it? DA is. He says with Diggs and Pollard up for new deals. I don't see Steven. Well, yeah, I I, I don't see Steven doing it because that's not what Steven does. But would y'all look into it? Okay, but hell yeah, and ship Gallup up out of here. Says DA Lee. Yeah, that's probably what I would try to do. Hey, man, look, Gallup coming off of his knee. He'd be all right. He'd be cool. Giving y'all a wide receiver two-ish back in return on a cheaper contract. Let's send y'all this, this third-round pick. <laughs> I'd do it, man. Can you imagine CD? Like, he's a perfect receiver, too, for this for Dak Prescott. But anyway, man, let's, let's move forward. I just wanted to have a little bit of fun with that one. That's all. Now, more sombering type of, I don't want to call it news, but Jerry went on the radio, uh, 105 through the fan, RJ, uh, Sean, and I think it's Bobby now. Yeah, Bobby. And they asked him about McCarthy's job status if Monday night doesn't go the way we hope that it goes. And I'll ask this question as we listen to Jerry Jones here. Should McCarthy be on the hot seat? If Dallas doesn't advance, and this is Jerry Jones speaking on that. Could anything happen in this playoff game Monday that could put Mike McCarthy's job status in question for next year? No. Just, uh, I don't even want to. Uh, no. Uh, that's it. I don't need to go into all the pluses <laughs> or minuses, but... Uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. Jerry said. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. No. I I, 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 I don't need to get into the details, but no. Yeah, all right. Should Mike McCarthy be on a hot seat? Probably not. But I, 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 listen, he can't come out here and say that. They'd be asking him questions. He, he can't come out here and say that. So I ain't mad at Jerry for saying that, right? But if the Cowboys go out there and look like last year's playoff game, I don't know how you don't have the conversation. And and that's with all due respect to McCarthy. We had this conversation a little bit yesterday. For what he has to deal with with this organization, with this ownership, with the general manager owner vice president and then president of player personnel there's no other team structured that way so i actually like what mccarthy has tried to bring here given what he's worked with but does he have his you know what's back there was a point in time i believe that and and maybe he does but he ain't the coach that they should be asking about I just don't think he's the coach they should be asking about. 
and I'm not coming at the Dallas media because they they try their best. They I mean, they do a good job. When I say Dallas media, Dallas radio guys, RJ and, and Choppy, they 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 don't get on there and sugarcoat with, with uh, Jerry. They ask him that question, right? But how come nobody brings up Kellen? How come nobody brings up Kellen? Like we we know that Kellen's really the guy that they love, right? So I would bring, I would make, I would ask that tough question. Because if the Cowboys come out offensively with the game plan they had last week or the game plan they had against the Niners, McCarthy is not calling the plays. He's not installing the game. And we keep hearing about Dan Quinn getting these interview requests and whatnot for these jobs. It's still early, but. Has anybody heard Kellen Moore getting requests? I've seen people on Twitter. Hey, man, if he was if he was on the market right now, they'd be ready to scoop him up for what? For head coach? He, he interviewed for a couple spots yesterday and they said, nah, player, we good. Or yet yeah, last year. And they said, nah, player, we good. Maybe he'd go somewhere else to be OC, but head coach status? I don't know about all that. But I'm just saying, I, I don't think that McCarthy should be the one whose seat is hot. I, I think it should be someone else. And they should let McCarthy, hey, let me deal with my staff. Let me have the staff that I want. I'm not saying he was completely out on Kellen, but we know Kellen was giving him. And, and, and there's that. Now we just got to hope we get into this playoff and we get into our bad for four games. After that, I don't care what they do with Kellen Moore. As long as we get, as long as we get four quality performances out of him, out of Dak, this offense, the rest is whatever. On to the playoffs, which Mike, Micah, Mike, Micah Parsons, Micah McCarthy, Micah, Micah Parsons had a few things to say at the end of that game. And um, I missed it until like two days ago or yesterday. Quote, everybody should look at themselves in the mirror. The second, the second year man Parson said, and say, what do we really want? What are we really doing this for? If people are doing this for stats, Pro Bowls, whatever that is, then we might as well just hang it up. That's the first part of the quote. I find that very interesting. I'd, I had a, a kind of uh, conspiratorial conversation <laughs> the other day about the defensive room the, the defensive room is feeling it they're, they're feeling some they're, they're feeling pressure there's there's you hear it in j-ron curse you hear it in michael parsons these guys are, are pissed off but are they pissed off enough to let it translate on the field or is this pissed off at each other type of situation there's something to both of those things i think but he also said this and this is the part i find interesting I'm playing this for the long run. I'm not going to be young forever. I already realized that. I want to win while I've got this chance. So I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. Everybody's going to look at their self in the mirror and say, what do we really want out of this? Do we really want to go far? Because these type of performances can't happen. Let me back up for a second because they, they excluded one part. When he said, I'm playing this for the long run. I'm not going to be young forever. And I've already realized that. And he said, because of the way his body feels. And this is about the usage. 
of Micah Parsons. He has played over 730 snaps on the defensive line this year and only uh, less than 200, I believe like 170-ish, or 130. I think it's 130 plus snaps. I got the number in here somewhere, but not a lot of snaps in the box. Will that change on Monday? In the first matchup, he played 21 snaps in the box and he lined up at defensive end. One of his most productive games, right? Two sacks against Tom Brady. He was blitzing from everywhere. He was coming off the edge. He, he was doing things at different levels of the defense. Um, since then, though, he's played like two other games where he's played some linebacker. He's not playing a lot of linebacker anymore. Over 700 snaps at defense end. And listen, Micah is, is, is a transcendent talent. He's an unbelievable pass rusher and all that. But we've talked ad nauseum how him playing this position full-time he's even said it yeah there's a wear on my body that i just got to push through and everybody's worn down at this point but i wonder something maybe i could ask him if i run into him like were you prepped to play this much defensive in in the the offseason right like i'm sure he knew hey man i'm gonna play some pass rusher a lot this year but but were you physically prepped were you mentally prepped to play this much and you know did you talk to a, and I'm sure he talks to Vaughn and all these other guys that, hey, man, you know, this transition is going to be a bit different on the body. Maybe you should do X, Y, Z. I don't know. I know he was going to rush more, but I didn't know it was going to be like this. So when you hear him say, I'm not going to be young forever, and I already realized that. Dan, he's been throwing these shots out, not shots, but he's been throwing these life raptor, rafters out. Hey, Dan, I don't I'd like to go back to linebacker at some point so that I can remain playing at this high level throughout the game or throughout the season, whatever, whatever, and be used as an elite versatile player as opposed to a one side, one one thing. I don't even want to say one trick pony, but as just a, a strictly a defensive end because it's easier to take him out. And even if the play isn't going his way, he's still dealing with the banging and whatnot. And he's not a traditional defensive end. Now, if this was a 3-4 team, 3-4 outside linebacker, a little bit different because you're dropping more, you're playing more backers, sometimes hands in the dirt, sometimes you're standing up. You're moving all over the place. But I'd like to move him around. Yeah, Gregory, I did see that. So for the Cowboys going up against Tom Brady on one day, this defense, I think, is going to need to use Michael Parsons in that way because it's going to be about fooling Tom Brady. The, the discussion we had yesterday, we also brought it up on Vach's show, uh, how to do this, how to do that. Tom has seen everything. There's nothing he has not seen pre-snap at the very least, right? Post-snap, it, it, no matter the quarterback, if you can if you can fool the quarterback post-snap, you got him, right? Um, if you can cover it. But pre-snap, he's seen everything. And Dan Quinn was asked about defending Tom Brady and the challenges with Tom Brady. And he talked about that exact thing, right? Like, we have to make sure that post-snap we get at him. So here's DQ on Tom Brady. Dan Todd Archer with ESPN. How do you deal with a guy like Brady who's played forever, seen everything? You played against him twice the last two years, so he knows a little bit about you guys as well. Yeah. How do you deal with a guy like that? 
You know, I think it's a good point to say that this is a quarterback who's uh, just so mentally quick and has seen so many things to deliver the ball to the right spot at the right person to go. And so he's got such a, you know, arsenal of guys to use. So um, we'll have to be at our best. You know, it's going to take our A game, and uh, I'm certainly uh, counting on us delivering on that. But uh, you're right in terms of looks and moments to go. Uh, we'll help, you know, certainly try to make some decisions post-snap as opposed to pre-snap because um, I just don't know if there's anybody that's ever done it better in terms of uh, identifying where to go with the ball against the coverage. And I think uh, the physical skill set's one thing, but when you add the mental component to that, that's what makes you know the really elite competitors. Indeed, man. It, that's what makes Tom Brady difficult is that he can beat you with his mind before the snap. But Dallas has some success against him, pretty pretty decent success against him in week one because Dan Quinn is also one of them ones, that defensive coordinator, that can play with you. Now, he's been compromised lately, obviously, with the, with the cornerback situation, with the linebacker situation, defensive line, some injuries. But in week one, he, he fooled Tom Brady a few times. And the one play that I brought up um, was the Donovan Wilson play. But there was other ones in that game as well. So I don't got my button to bring the TV out. We're going to pull the TV out right now, jump into the film room, and and take a listen to Kurt Warner talking about disguising things uh, pre-snap and, and, and then post-snap looking like something else and how it got to Tom Brady. So if you want to listen to that, buckle up. We're about to do that right this second. And if you want to call into the show, make sure you get in here at 351-999-3787. Let's jump into this film room and take a listen to Kurt Warner. We're about, about four minutes or something, so we're going to listen to Hall of Famer discuss about a Hall of Famer, how to, how to get at him. All right, here we go. There. These guys run across, gives us a pretty good indication that we're going to be in man coverage. Okay, they're walked up showing blitz. All right, so they did go to man coverage, but they got Tom here. All right, so they're going to run a play where we're going to run down here and we're going to try to rub Micah Parsons so we can go uh, and flip it out to our back right here. If we want to go to that side, the other side, we're running I think it's a triple slant combination. Oh, actually, we're running that same thing. We got man, we got slant, we got flat, and then we've got an inside slant right here. So what's going to happen is they're walked up here showing blitz, and this guy's going to pop out. So I'm a guy that when I see any kind of man-to-man -man and I've got this slant flat, I like to read out here. I, I don't like to, to read this inside guy unless I just know without a doubt that I've got a free runner off coverage and it's just going to be a free hitter and I can verify what's going on here. They fooled Tom right here, right? Knew he had man-to-man, -man, knew all that stuff, but he never verified that they weren't popping out. Stay outside. Stay away from the junk. In this day and age, right, so many different guys can pop out and bring pressure because all these guys are very versatile. If you can stay away from the box on your read when you've got man-to-man, -man, or some sort of simulated pressure. Stay away from it. Tom stays away from it here. Boom, he's got a big play to this slant right here to Julio Jones. Instead, he's trying to force it into a tight window inside. And with them doing that, the guy popping out gets the interception right there. So we go the back and forth, the back and forth, the back and forth. 
who can fool who, and who can make more plays when we do it. All right, next thing that, right, Tom Brady has seen every defense known to man. All right, so the key is when you're playing against him defensively, you're trying to hold your coverages. So if you guys see this right here, it looks like a one high uh, defense here. Uh, maybe a man because we're pressed here. This safety coming down, looking like he's covering man right there and possible pressure look with this guy walked up. Micah Parsons on the edge right there, but key against Tom. You got to try to fool Tom. Hard to do, but look at this. On the snap, on the snap, boom. What do they do? Run back to cover two. Run back to cover two. Here's what I was talking about with the Tampa. Instead of the high player dropping in, now they got the Mike linebacker running out. These corners, instead of playing man, they're playing hard uh, cover two right there. And then you've got your two other backers underneath. So fooling Tom, all right? So we're going to come out here with a play called combo, a slant, and a flat. Okay, this is a play that we like against cover one, or we like this against middle closed, because right here, if we got this look, we'd push up on the slant, and we'd feel like we've got this flat here because we've got good distance between this safety and our flat runner. But you're going to notice we go to Tampa 2. What's that mean? That means this guy falls off to the flat. This guy's in position to take away the slant. We don't like it against cover 2, but they fooled Tom here. As he comes out, oh shoot, we got cover 2, an errant throw because he realizes at the last second he's not where he wants to be. So really, we get cover 2. We're thinking this little hook or stick to the backside. You see the little window right there is really what Tom should be thinking, but they fooled him, and that's going to be key. Can you fool him? How many times can you fool Tom Brady, the guy that's seen everything with coverages like this, but they do a great job until the ball's almost in his hands, and then they're running out to cover two and force an errant throw right there. So that's going to be key is to be able to handle uh, the, the pressure, be able to... Um, to catch them off guard or force them out of their coverages sooner. So Tom foolery, man, you heard him, you know, mention full time, full time, full time. The cat, this cat and mouse game that the Cowboys are going to play uh, with Tom Brady is, is going to be very interesting, very interesting. And in order to, I think, have the advantage in that cat and mouse game, because Tom gets it out so fast. Like, like we, we've seen that two things need to happen. Your cornerbacks, whether it be cornerback two situation, your slot guy, maybe your nickel, whomever, digs, whoever, they're going to have to win early, right? Like you can't, this this whole thing where we were seeing third and fives and guys were seven to 10 yards off this line of scrimmage, I don't know that you can, not that I don't know, I know you can't do that against Tom Brady. He'll pick that apart. He'll just absolutely pick that apart. So they're going to have to win. When I say early, I mean, similar to the plan I was talking about, against the uh the the who was it the Bengals where you had to be physical with them early in those routes because if you gave them free releases we knew you know Chase and Boy and those boys can get open. Mike Evans and Godwin are good. They're not those guys I don't think, but but they're good enough to if you don't win early, that's pitch and catch for Tom Brady. And obviously the second thing is the one thing that always gets Tom Brady and that's interior pressure. Um, they're, they're going to be healthy in this game. Tom said this is about the healthiest we've been all year. I don't know that Jansen's going to play the center, uh, but they'll be getting their tackles back. They have Shaq Mason. Uh, so th they'll be as healthy as they can possibly be. 
But we're going to need a showing from Osa. We're going to need a showing from Neville, showing from um, if they move D-Law inside, Chauncey, if he gets some tape. Like we're going to need a showing from this interior defensive line to put some pressure in Tom Brady's face. Because if not, we've seen it on a play where they hit Mike Evans, and that was a good block by uh, a good chip block by Lenny on Micah. And we've seen it when they hit the big play against, I think, to Julio Jones. So, listen, it's not going to be easy. Said it yesterday. This isn't a great team, but they still are still Tom Brady. They're still a team of championship pedigree. It's a team with, with championship pedigree. So they're going to have to come out and still get it done. Somebody said in, the, in, the, in one of the comments, shout out to you. Uh, man, every time we talk about the team not being uh, good, they come out and push us. I'm like, yeah, teams can be bad. But if you don't come out and do what you got to do, they can beat you because this is the NFL. And this, for as much as I say it's a bad team, they're not as good as you thought that the, the Bucs may have been. That's essentially what I mean. End of the day, a one-game scenario with Tom Brady and, and the guys that they have, they're going to make it tough on you. It's going to be a fight. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So I want to hear from y'all. Let's jump into the phone lines, the Pulse of the Nation phone lines, presented by the Cochran Firm. Since 05, my guys Larry and Brian down at the Cochran Firm have been protecting and fighting for the DFW area. If you guys are in any automobile accidents or need any legal assistance, hit those guys up at 1-800-THE-FIRM or schedule your free consultation today at CochranTexas.com. Calm. Glenn, what's good, man? Good morning. Good morning, Will. How you doing? Thanks for the film, my man. I, I always say Glenn, and it's not, but but that's the name that pop up. What's up, brother? That's that's me. I'm Philly. I'm Glenn. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay, okay. So we good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. We good. Yeah. Um, thanks for the film. Appreciate that. Haven't called in a while. I'm um, running around. I just wanted to bring up uh, one point earlier in the season. And then ask you something about the playoffs. Um, I stressed my, um, well, I expressed my concerns about Micah doing too much on that interior line after week three. I called in. You mean defense end? Um, I played out. Yeah. Well, they had him doing everything. They had him over nose. They had him over, over the tackle. Um, this was week three against the Giants. Um, but prior to that, Tampa, you know, he was all over the place killing it. But it was the Bengals, uh, Bengals game that concerned me. On that late drive by Joe Burrow, Micah didn't have any energy to rush the quarterback on the touchdown pass. And then when they went to the two-point conversion, he was just basically hands on the hips. He was just worn out early in the season, conditioning this, that, and the other. Um, But I had mentioned to you that I don't think that they have to rush him every third and pass. And I think that just like Kurt Warner said, you know, cat and mouse, if you ever see me in a chat, I always use the term I'll fox the fox. And I said, I would just would love to see moving forward, uh, Michael dropping back sometime a little bit in the slant, taking away that slant because, uh, you know, these quarterbacks are getting the ball real fast. Uh, the TJ Watt uh, or the JJ Watt, the ball from Pittsburgh, and even a rookie from uh, Detroit has three interceptions for the year. I think Michael would have had five by now if they had dropped him back a little bit during the season. So that was my concern earlier. Um, it was poo-pooed in the chat. Uh, you you yeah, also I'm, said that you I'm wanted still, to see him. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm on the top, opposite side of that that aspect still. Nothing to yeah. change from that. Third downs, I'm sending Michael Parsons. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I just would like to outfox the fox, and every third down when the quarterback gets rid of it real fast, 
I don't think you need to send them, but that's just my theory. Um, but quick question about the playoffs. Um, with Tampa, everybody's in there, not a good team, listening to everybody, watching everybody. We all know that everybody played their top tier. God, they, they, the, the play calling is unbelievable. Guys you never heard of play their best games. What are we going to do to bring this team, their mindset, to the point where we have to realize that these teams are coming with their Hall of Fame game. Is that on Mike? Is that on Dan? Or is that on the boys in the locker room? Your head coach. I mean, unless you're talking about defensively because you said Dan Quinn, but your head coach is responsible for getting these guys to play, right? And that what we got on Mike for last year, coming out flat? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so do we, do we trust Mike Monday night? That's all I want to know. Do we trust Mike? Based off of what, last year? I don't know how people would say yeah, but and he's got to show it, really. It is this a show-me state yeah. type of situation with Mike McCarthy. You got to show me that you can get these guys up for the playoffs because you only had one opportunity to do it, and you didn't. So I don't, I don't, have, any, I don't have anything to go back on to say that I trust you in the playoffs to get them ready. Like, you just got to go show it. But it's only one. It's a small sample size, so I can't say I distrust them. It's a, hey, show me. Right. All right. I'm shooting for the stars, 37-17 Cowboys. Let's go, Cowboys. Have a good week. Well, thank you very much, my man, for everything you do. Appreciate you, man. Ooh, 37 points against that defense is a lot. That is a lot. Um, we'll be talking about their defense in, 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 throughout this week as well. I, I actually think their defense is still pretty damn good defense with the defensive coordinator that, that I think has – Kellen had Kellen's number in week one and Dak's number in week one. So that'll be a, a very, another cat and mouse game, right? Uh, that defense against Capitals. But that'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow or Friday, we'll talk about that. But opening up, yeah, I'm still on the opposite side as opening remarks. I, I'm not, I'm not dropping Michael Parsons. I mean, if you want to drop him back once, I mean, I ain't. But I'm not dropping back Michael Parsons a bunch of times from the defense. I'm coming with Michael Parsons on third down. He's the, one of the best, if not the best, pass rushers in the league. I'm sending him. Um, now, if we're if we're a 3-4 team, you do drop those guys back sometimes because that's part of the 3-4 defense. If you have him at middle linebacker, he's not always going to blitz. So you can do those things. But if he's playing defensive end, I'm sending Michael Parsons, man, on third downs. I'm just, I'm just not playing around with that. I've seen too many times they try to play around with that, and it doesn't work out. Um... Just like we showed in the Kurt Warner video, you don't have to use Michael Parsons to drop back to, to, to disguise. We watched Donovan Wilson get an interception, right, by disguising and, and dropping back. And when you have a Michael Parsons on one side and your quarterback is like, hey, Micah's coming. I got to get this out quick. That's to your advantage because now what Tom Brady did was say, I, I'm going to get it to this slant. Because they're coming. Mike is here. I don't got time for this. Boom. They dropped back Donovan Wilson. Micah came. Interception. So, yeah, you play cat and mouse, but I'm not playing with, with Micah on third downs. I'm not doing that. He's going to get the quarterback maybe maybe once every blue moon, but go get the cue. A60, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's up, Scott? What's goody? Hey man, I'm I'm just calling in because I just want to see more 13 personnel, Sky. Honestly, Keller went away from that, and I don't like that. 
and I felt like that's how we was running the ball effectively. And also we could do out of, we could do a lot out of that also as well with the play action. How you feel about that? I, I'm with you. I mean, the 13 personnel, I'm not saying it got to be, you know, 25 plays, but, you know, they had a series where they ran that. I, I would love for them to come out in that and catch the team off guard. So, yeah, bring that back. Uh, was it 14? Even when they get into the, the red zone, they run 14 and they're successful. But, yeah, 13 personnel should be a part of their game plan every week. I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, 100%. And I also agree with the brother that just called as well, saying that we need to use Micah more at linebacker to be more unpredictable with him because he is getting beat, beaten up on that line. Well, that wasn't his. That wasn't his. His his, pro, his thought process was dropping him back from defense end. Well, using him at linebacker is is what we've been talking about. But he wants him to kind of drop back. Oh, okay, okay. Like like just fake rush and then drop back from the end position. I say go get him if he's rushing the end. But that's just me. Oh no, rush him. Yeah, just rush him. Just rush him. But I definitely think we need to use him more at linebacker for real. Yeah, if he's playing linebacker, then and that's and that's the whole thing about Micah when he plays linebacker. You don't know what he's going to do. Because the linebackers traditionally do play coverage. He can play coverage or he can come. But if he's at defensive end, he's pretty much doing one thing more often than not. So Mike at linebacker, to me, I think maybe this game you don't because you think that, you know, Tom Brady, you need to rush him. But Mike at linebacker, to me, opens up so many more things defensively, in my opinion. But I I, I agree with you 100%. And honestly, if if we come out and we play flat, and we lose this game, I want Kellen and Mike McCarthy gone, honestly. Ooh, Kellen and Mike. Well, you know both, what? Yeah, if you I come out flat. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, if, he, if, he, if we come out flat again, that's why what, what Jerry said, oh, yeah, I'm not thinking about Mike McCarthy. Really? All right, so if the Cowboys come out and play like they played against San Francisco, you mean to tell me you're going to be okay with that? We'll see. Exactly. He's clipped. <laughs> He's clipped. And Dan Quinn then Dan Quinn is going to be our head coach, and I say go get Cliff Kingsbury for offensive coordinator, and that's all I got. Ooh, Cliff Kingsbury, okay. Appreciate you, big dog. Yep, peace. I haven't set my sights on OCs just yet. Probably should, but I'm so focused on this, so I haven't really been looking around. So your point is, he said, that's not my point. My point is linebacker, and if he's a D, drop him sometimes and not be predictable. Well, if your point is play linebacker, yeah, I agree with that. But if he's playing defensive end, you're saying don't rush him on third down. Drop him back sometimes. Again, one one time, two times, I don't, I don't think I can push back on that. I mean, that's not going to hurt you. But I'm not playing around with that because I've seen them drop Michael back like that in regards to defensive end sometimes, and I don't see anything great happen from it. I see great things happening when you rush Michael Parsons from defense end. If he's playing linebacker, traditionally – He's going to play some coverage. That's just part of being a backer. But he's playing defensive end. That you're not doing too many crazy things with the defensive end. You're you're usually rushing him. So I, again, I'm still on the side. Third downs. I'm I'm rushing my best pass rusher, especially when the rest of your guys aren't getting home right now. Mike of the pass rusher better than Mike of the cover guy. A five zero. What it is? What it do? How you doing, brother? Good, I'm, good morning. I'm good, man. Well, Sky, um, I'm here sitting in the house right now. I did a video yesterday 
Uh, you look at my channel, Dallas Sports 1977. I did a video, and it, it was it was like implemented like kind of like a Mission Impossible. And uh, and and I'm looking at I'm fixing to go do another video in a little bit. Um, I'm upset with I'm, I've been sticking with this team since uh, I was five years old, and I'll be 62 if the Lord let me see September. We have some some of the sort the, the stupidest young fans I've ever seen in my life that don't care about this team. Um, I was looking at Balls, Cow, Balls Cowboy Sports, and uh, they was doing a, a, a final word, and Boss was telling the truth, Law Nation was telling the truth, OC was telling the truth, you were telling the truth, Cowboy Fan Talk was telling the truth, Joe Boo Sports telling the truth, how we got these fans don't care. When, when we winning, everything is hunky-dory. But then because of the of narrative against our quarterback and because he's having a, a terrible year throwing 15 interceptions, and they putting all the blame on him and not looking at the big picture. That's what's wrong with his franchise. The franchise problem starts with um, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has no authority whatsoever. And our offensive coordinator is the dumbest. He's the, he's the smartest, dumbest person I've seen in my life. I'm upset, and I really am. I'm a Christian man and love the Lord, but I play this sport, and I love this sport, and I love my Dallas Cowboys to my heart. Until I die, I love my Dallas Cowboys, but I have the I have the faith we can beat them. But with this offensive coordinator we have, he he drives me crazy. I went to the Jacksonville game. He lost that game, and he and he and then now uh, the defensive coordinator saying uh, I was watching the channel where he was saying he was talking on, on ESPN said he he was he was uh, like the defense we running against Washington Commanders on Sunday. He was exper- experimenting for what. We we I don't want like it that we got to go into these playoffs limping like this. Yeah. And then we have these some fans who they 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 fair weather fans. They are fair weather fans. I'm a diehard fan to my life until I die and go beat the Lord. I love my Dallas Cowboys. I have gotten in arguments with family members, friends about my team when I yes I have I threw people out my house. That's how much I love my Dallas Cowboys. Right, right. What you think about the game, though, yeah. on the way out? <laughs> because, because listen, the conversation you're having is an off-season conversation. I appreciate your passion and everything, but what what do you think about the Tampa Bay game coming up? Well, uh, uh, I'm, I didn't mean to vent uh, on you, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I going think, far. I felt like we was in March at this point in time. But we, you got Tampa. What, I'm what, sorry. Did, you know, I'm what so, did they I'm win? Sorry, yeah. God, <laughs> I'm, I'm an old man. I'm upset. I understand. You can understand that. Uh, what I think, yeah, we can you... win. Okay, I truly think we can win. But these fa- these young fans that don't understand the dynamics of football, they ne- they need to stop uh, pushing the narrative that these ESPN people and these other radio stations are putting out there and throwing this garbage out like this. Boss, and uh, I was looking at the final word. They was preaching the truth. That's all I got to say, bro. God bless you, Skywalker. You put out some of the great content. I follow you, my friend. God bless you, and all of you are great. YouTubers. I, I, even though I just started my channel about a year and a half ago, things are going slow. But I don't know if uh, – I'm not really concerned about being as famous as y'all are. That's not my – but I believe in putting out great content. Even though it might, I'm still learning how to do computer work and everything and all that. Like I told my baby son, he live in Arizona. He's a computer genius. But I told him, I, I'm a Dallas Cowboy till I die. And I, and I follow this team, and I love my Cowboys. Yes, we got a chance to win this game. That's all I got to say, bro. I'm, I want to hear what you got to say. All right, man. I I don't have anything to say about the the, the off season 
situation about the Joneses and all that stuff like that. I've told y'all this last at the end of the season, the off season. We'll revisit that in the off season. Y'all, y'all know how I feel about that situation. But but the conversation sound and if you guys don't like it, that's fine with me. But the conversation that where, where this was going is completely left field and not talking about this Tampa Bay game and and, and whatnot. I don't really want to talk about the Joneses in the off season when the Cowboys play the Bucks this week. So if that offends you, sorry. <laughs> I know somebody that loves talking about the off season though and the Joneses. This guy right here, Toxic Tom. Hey, what's going on, Sky? What's up, man? I will not talk about he who shall not be named, but I will say what you have broken down, first off, spot on. And I if honestly. If you don't like it, Cameron, that's fine, is, brother. Oh, it's fine. I mean, it's your show. I'm never going to argue with a person on their show. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't call in if I was going to argue. I will say, though, I do think that this game might be the most pivotal game in this franchise since 2007. And I look at it in, like, big picture. There's a lot more on the line than just a wild card win or loss because the whole plan from the offseason was let's see what we have in our coaching staff. And I really believe that in a positivity mood that someone upstairs is trying to troubleshoot and go, okay, well, where are our weaknesses? If we – take down the talent, does the coaching rise to the occasion? And I think this is the final in this on this class right now. So if the coaching staff and them come in and this team that's less talented than last year does the exact same thing, it kind of does a troubleshoot for you and you're now identifying the exact or more precise nature of the problem. And when Jerry came out, I said his name, when Lord Voldemort came on and said, Mike McCarthy is safe, I was a little surprised because it makes me wonder if uh, Mike McCarthy might actually be getting through to the owner and say, hey, look, I've given you 30 wins with a season worth of games where my starting quarterback hasn't even played, and I'm giving you back-to-back winning seasons right now. Yeah, Maybe now is the time you need to realize that you need to start listening to me and noticing he has a Super Bowl ring on his hand and not putting your faith in somebody who's learning on the job. That, that is the vibe I, I pray happens, that if the team goes out there, that Mike McCarthy doesn't get the ax, but they say, you know what, Mike has exceeded expectations. Maybe we should let him do it his way so we can maybe go a little farther this time around. That, that's my, regardless no, I, of what happens, I really hope that I, is that that's the message. I think that's a good, that's, that's a good theory. It, it, my, my level of my stand, I won't say standards, but look at, at the start of the season, I said, if Mike McCarthy doesn't get to the NFC championship game, he probably should be on the hot seat. But given what he had to deal with this year in regards to no Dak Prescott, now your, your defense is banged up as well. And you still pull out these 12 mm-hmm. wins. I think he's gained a little bit of grace to the point where, if they go out there with a good showing, I don't think he should be on the hot seat. But if they go out there like last year in this game against the Bucks, that that changes mm-hmm. the conversation. But as we stand right now, yeah, I don't think it's fair to 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 want to give Mike the axe. Let's see how they play though on Sunday. I agree. It and it just speaks to the a grand scheme that at some point you can only fire so many coaches. And this would be, what, the third head coach that's been fired that has a Super Bowl win 
and since from Jimmy to now. And that's the kind of narrative that you're you're pumping out there that, oh, it's the bad head coach. Maybe it's not the head coach. Maybe it's when you cut the nuts off of these head coach and try to walk all over them, they're not going to be at their peak. It's kind of like a vehicle. Like if, you, if you're driving a Ferrari and you just only keep it in first gear, it's not going to drive great for you. Let Mike do his job. And I think it was uh, yesterday on um, – talking Cowboys, I think all of them were all there who are in the facility have all said that it's night and day difference when Mike has been here culture wise than when previously in Jason Garrett. So it just really makes me wonder big picture, regardless of what happens, if they go out there and tank, are they going to run back the same plan next year? Or are they going to go, well, maybe we need to modify this and really go at this a different way and, and adapt and try to modernize our team. So that's my, my my positive outlook on this. Sometimes in order, though, for a forest to grow, you got to burn the bad trees and the old trees down. And uh, I hope we win, and uh, I hope I look forward to more content with you when, and seeing you go nuts if we actually make a legit run this year. Oh, so my gosh. Have a great day, and have a great show, everybody. Thanks. Appreciate you, Tom. Good, good call from Tom right there. Good call. We got one, two, three more callers here. And before we get to those callers, let's pay a little bit of bills, man. Y'all going, this is going to be interesting one here. We bringing back doppelganger sky. Hey, in the U S more than 39 million men suffer from ED and Boston scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, go to edcure.org, take a quiz, and learn your severity or risk of ED. If you have a condition that puts you at a higher risk, you'll find customized content. And the fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. That's edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. We went on a nice little streak. We went on a nice little streak with Doppelganger Sky, so... Here's the pulling out all the stops, man. If we're going to believe in, 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 in numbers and believe in patterns, Cowboys lose, win four. Cowboys lose, win was it two. Cowboys lose, win four. Cowboys lose, win two. Cowboys lose, win four. Hey! Might as well bring him back out. All right. Prune Juice guy's crazy. That's crazy. Prune juice guy's crazy. Let's get Danny, man. I ain't heard from Danny in a minute. But this this makes sense that Danny's calling in right before the playoff game. We're pretty sure he's about to come in here and just absolutely crush the Cowboys. Hey, yo. It's been, it's been a while, Sky. I just wanted to wish you and your family happy holidays. Uh, wish you a happy new year. Healthy, wealthy, all the good stuff for the new year. It's been a while. Happy New uh, Year. 
you want to stick to Sunday? No, excuse me, Monday night. Monday I'm night. I'm stick to Monday night. Yes. Uh, I think Tampa with those wide receivers are going to pick us apart. We couldn't get to Tom week one when our defense was healthy. Micah, I mean, listen, I love Micah. He's a dog. But the last four or five weeks, he looks like, you know, listen, after the season's over, we, we got to find out if he's, like, seriously injured because he, he's looking like he has COVID, the flu, and the clap altogether. I never in my history of watching football have seen a defensive person call a timeout to get air for the pass rush at the end of a game. If you wait, by, if you wait in shape by the 15th week of the season for an alpha animal like he is, he must be seriously injured. Uh, Tom has one of the fastest releases, so I think we're done. I also think this is a very important game for Dak's future because, listen, let's just be honest. I love Dak. He's a leader. I hated Romo. Hated Romo. Dak's a leader. He's in your face. But last week he started off, oh, we played bad. Well, you should have said I played bad. And let's just be honest. I don't know if it, it probably is a little bit mental too. He's not the same since he broke his ankle. I love Dak as a as an athlete. I like I love him as a person. I hope he's in Dallas for the next ten years. But in the same token, and I'm going to cut it off at that. I'm not saying no, you don't. He's not a fifty million dollar a year quarterback, yeah, and that's why. That's why you don't think you hope he's there because it's, that's where it's trending to for quarterbacks, right? He's not making fifty million now, but they're they're trending. No, towards but that. but but don't you think his second contract? How do you pay him less? Third, it'd be a third you contract. Hometown deal like Tom Brady, you get paid only twenty five million. No, you said you I, I want you hope that. he's here for for ten years, but you don't hope he's here for ten years because you do have to pay them about forty nine, fifty million. The way that the salary is going. I don't think. No, what I'm trying to say is. He's gonna want more. His second okay. contract. And what? He's so so why why do you out of curiosity? Why do you care about about the the contract? Because when you're paying someone fifty million, mm. he has to put, put you over the hump. So so he then you don't. So then you. So you then you don't want. So then you don't want Dak Prescott here for ten years. I don't want him for fifty. I know this sounds. It might sound crazy. Right. I'll take him for twenty-five. What does it? What does twenty-five or fifty matter though? And with this team, maybe with a team that actually spends the cap. But what does it matter if he's getting a hundred bajillion dollars? What does it matter? Right. Put it this way. Put it this way. Put it this way, Danny. Put it this way, Danny. Remove his contract out the equation. Remove it. Do you want Dak Prescott here? Remove his contract. Remove his contract. Out of the way. Yeah, because the, the contract does not matter, dog. The contract don't matter. You can build a team around quarterbacks getting paid. You, listen. Here we go. Now let's to get to the brass taxes. You, and, and Dallas's history with trying to get quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go, yeah. I'm going to have to go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have to go, yeah, because we, we tried to trade it up for Paxton Lynch. We tried to trade it up for the kid Connor Cook from Penn State. We tried Dax throwing our lap. Romo thrown our lap. So since Aikman, mm. we haven't gotten nobody. So I understand your point there. And uh, listen, I, I hope we have a good game Monday night. But people say one and done. I think we're half and done. Brother, you, this year's you, model, you've been this a year's one and model. done with Dallas since since training camp. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. 100% I've been saying that. Yeah, been saying that. yeah you said but this was like a seven-win team, right? That. 
Well, it hasn't happened yet. You also said they were like a seven or eight win team, though. I did. I did 100%. I said yeah. nine. Are I you going to oh, – they got That's 12. So so we going to own up to that? Absolutely. What, what was I okay. off? Three games? You can't. You can't. Three. I mean, I'm not a Schwartz team, but I'm close. Dude, you three games is a, is a massive difference. Three games. They lose three games. They may not be in the playoffs. Okay, but let me ask you a quick question. Besides, mm. who did we really beat? Who did we beat this year? A Minnesota mm. team who got exposed, brother, brother, in the, in, brother, in the in the in the in the off season, you ain't care about no damn schedule. You said they were going to be oh, no. nine and seven or seven and nine, and now all of a sudden it's who they beat. Appreciate you, Danny. You got it, Scott. All this negative energy that Danny be bringing in here, man. Listen, don't don't poo poo me. You hope we know you don't. Danny, I watched you for, for the whole season. You love to confirm your priors. There is a handful of people who love. They can't wait for the Cowboys to be wrong, to, to, to lose, to do bad, so they can come back here and say, I told you so. You, sir, at one of the top of the list here. Voice of reason, my ass. You said this team was a 7-9 to nine win team. They won 12 games, and four of them with a backup. At the very least, give them credit for that. Give them credit for that. As for your Dak Prescott take, I, I don't. It's 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 speaking outside both your mouths here. Either you want Dak Prescott or you don't. Like I'm cool if you don't want him. Just don't feed me BS. Don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. I want him for 25 million, but not 50. But that that don't matter, man. We're in Dallas. The, that that does not matter. If you want to move on from Dak, like many people, that's that's cool. Don't use the money because the Cowboys could have a quarterback playing for four dollars that money ain't going nowhere else to improve the team <laughs> and then you can't also say well hey sky if he's getting paid we can't do this xyz in free agency you can go look around the league you can so that's why i asked the question remove the money do you want him here if you don't then that's cool let's not talk about the money reek what's goody oh Hey, what's going on, Scott? What up, man? Calling, calling, yeah. Uh, yeah, people talking out of both sides of their necks, man. You got to give this team credit because, like you said, we won four games without our starting quarterback. How many How many teams that won four games without their starting quarterback that's sitting home right now? We punched a ticket. We got in. And people got to respect that. Even the fans need to respect the fact that we got in. Because this, this season could have went totally left. And we wouldn't even we'd be sitting at home looking at other teams. So be happy that your team is in. You got a chance to fight. To go get something. You know what I mean? Um, you got to be in it to win it. So I'm happy that we in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows the future. So everybody needs to stop trying to. The ones that's hating, I ain't going to say everybody, I'm going to say the ones that are hating, need to quit predicting something they don't know nothing about. Let the game be played. That's the that's the whole point of this. Let the game be played. That got us here. That yeah, that that had his ups and downs was in the playoffs. We understand that. But as long as we got number four, we got a chance. Because do you remember all the bad quarterbacks you had before number four and before a person like Tony Romo was here? So it's like y'all need to calm down with all that. This is the NFL. We we got a quarterback. We got a team. It just everything needs to come together. Everything needs to come together throughout these playoffs. All hands on deck. 
You know what I'm saying? Who believe? My, my thing is like this, especially with this this uh, this defense. We already we know about Killer Moore what he need to do, but what's up with this defense? I really believe like when it comes to Tom Brady, all, the team that I seen do it the best against Tom Brady is the New York Giants when they played when they played him in the Super Bowl. They switched it up on him. They was harassing him. It wasn't so much about the sacks. It was so much that they was hitting this dude that made him have to switch things up and change things up a little bit. My thing is, let's get out here early. Let's stop this run so we can get after him. And Dan Quinn needs to understand that. You have a, a, a superstar Michael Parsons. You need to try to use this dude to the best of his abilities. I honestly say, let's put Williams, Sam Williams, on the outside instead of Armstrong. I think Sam Williams needs to start because I know Sam Williams is going to bring it. Or you know at least get saying? at least get more tick. You know, like if they don't want to start him, that's cool. Because because Armstrong hasn't been bad. Like Armstrong has a career year this year. He got like almost ten sacks, right? And he's playing he's playing some good ball. But at least Sam Williams should get more tick in this playoff game because you're going to need a plethora yeah. of pass rushers. You brought up you brought up the Giants, right? The Giants didn't just have one guy, two guys. They had like five Bro. or six guys getting after him. Yeah, and I honestly want to see. I want to see Tank in the middle sometimes. Going from the defensive tackle, going at Brady. I want I want Tank to move around. I want Michael to move around. I want this dude Dan Quinn to come up with a defense to where it's like he's he know that his quarterback too is a problem there that he knows that he has to get pressure and hit Tom Brady. Can't let Tom Brady sit back there. Even if he gets it off, I want him to be on the ground. I want him to get up off the ground crying at the rest like he normally do when he get touched. That's that's what I want to say. We got to touch him up. We can't just let him sit back there. I want Tom Brady whining and crying. Where's the flag, man? Where's the flag? That's the Tom Brady I want to see. That lets me know that my defense is affecting him. They hitting him. Even right. if he getting it off, hit his ass, man. He a 45-year-old man. Hit that dude. I don't give a damn how great he is. If you hit him, how can he complete it? If you hit him, it's going to catch up to him before the end well, of the game. That's, you won't see a difference, well, Rick, that's, that's what everybody wants to do to Tom Brady, but he also gets the ball out faster than anybody and it seems like the history of the NFL. So it's easier said than done. But he he did yeah. he did get upset in week one. There was a – I don't know, they must have some type of documentary or something going on over there. And it was a clip of Tom Brady getting on his line's ass. I mean, he he got on him and said, hey, block it up. Do your job, and, and and I think one of the next few series or what have you, they came out there and they they helped out on Michael Parsons, and he completed a big pass. I think it was to Julio Jones. So you know they 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 pissed him off in that game, but it, it's still Tom Brady, right? So you can you yeah. can shake rattle and roll Tom, but he's just going to shake it off as well. And we've seen that a bunch this year when they haven't been good, but at the end of the games, he's got it done. So they're going to have to try to put this thing away without giving him the ball back. I think. I, I got you. I want to see Tom Brady more more times on the ground getting up than standing up shooting the damn ball. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. But I'm going to say this last thing. I'm going to land my plane. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott, they got to understand you have to score points. This cannot be a field goal game. You have to score points. You have to help this defense out and put that ball in the end zone. Whatever it takes, empty the damn clip. That's all I gotta say. All right, Charles. Appreciate you. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to the offense tomorrow, but, but, but we'll get to the offense tomorrow, man. But the defense is yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it, Reek. Like you're gonna have to hit Tom Brady. 
um, pressure him, whatever. And that's why I said the interior pressure, I think, is going to be extremely key in this game, which is why I would love to put Mike at linebacker, blitz him in the But, hey, you know, Dan Quinn will figure this out. Let me lock this up. Let me end this thing on J- with Jay Tuck, man. Jay Tuck been sounding off all week. What's good, bro? Hey, what's going on, my God, man? What's up, Cowboys Nation? Man, Talk to God, him, Tuck. Bro, you know Talk me. to him. Bro, I've been I've been on ten, man. I was on ten even before the whole Washington game, man. To be honest with you, I've been I've been ready for Tampa, and what I've been trying to preach on my platforms and just to all Cowboys fans, man. We talked about Taylor Moore. Y'all didn't done incredible jobs. We didn't all talked about Mike McCarthy, the offense, all the issues. At this point, Cowboys Nation, all we can do is just get behind our team. We're already in the air, y'all, but we still have everything in front of us, like. I don't understand why some of the Cowboys fans are just so lethargic and down on your team. This is the first time we've been in consecutive playoffs for, for years. And so all you want to do, bro, is get the opportunity to compete for a championship. We lost Dak Prescott after week one. We lost Tyron Smith, you know, before uh, the season even started. For us to still be standing here with the opportunity with everything in front of us doesn't happen. So Cowboys fans are like, yo, stop all the negativity get behind your team, and let's go get it. Like, I, I just don't understand the philosophy and the mindset of some of these fans. But like you said, Scott, I think they'd rather be right on social media than to just be a fan and root for their team, man. But I'm going to be at Tampa, man. I'm saving my voice all week. I'm turning up <laughs> to the maximum. I'm going to be out there. I'm ready to go, man. You know what I'm saying? Third time to charm. At, at the very least, man, with those type of fans who to confirm your prior fans, the the I, – I use the term miserable before because some misery loves company. Some people actually, they just, they just revel in that type of energy. Right. All I ask right. is, all right, cool. You have your skeptical, you're skeptical or whatever, but give me a, give me a way the Cowboys can win or give me, you know what I'm saying? Like they right. don't even look at that side. It, it, they just completely ignore like, how can they win? That's all. Tell me that right. you've already told me right. for months that this team sucks. This quarterback sucks. Uh, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. But it's football. I've seen teams right. beat teams that they quote unquote shouldn't. Although this team should be able to beat the Buccaneers, so right. give me the, what, what give me the, the how. Yeah, right. What is the solution and how, as opposed to you Back, just bro. bitching and moaning and complaining, so that when you are right, you can come back and say, right. "See, I told you." Like that group of fans right. that there is. To me, that's whack. It, it, it's super whack, bro. And like I tell Cowboys fans. We just saw it not 20 years ago, not 15, just last year. Nobody saw the Cincinnati Bengals coming last year and to make a Super Bowl run. So you mean to tell me that they can do it, but we can't? I, I'm just not buying it, man. So are, are there things that we need to fix, and do we need to play much better football in the playoffs? Absolutely, but I'm fully confident the team can put it all together. We've seen it. We had to win so many different ways. And this is the first year, bro, when we honestly had to battle adversity. Like I said, we lost our quarterback, lost our left tackle. Defense stopped playing well. Then our offense had to step on. We saw getting wins from special teams. And all, we won so many different ways. Don't sit back and tell me it's Mission Impossible now because you're afraid of Cowboy, or Tom Brady for the Cowboys fans. We're not afraid, bro. Light them up and let the best team win on Monday, and that's where we're at, man. But I, I ain't shook, man. Ain't no shook ones over here. Yeah, man, we know you ain't shook, Tuck. Save your energy, bro. We're going to need all that energy down there in Tampa. I know you're going to be lit, man. I'm going to be looking forward to watching your videos. All right, my guy. We appreciate y'all. Let's get this week, Cowboys Nation.
All right, brother. Peace. That's all. That's all I asked. It was the same conversation that I had a few weeks ago about the quarterback. Like those, that group of fan base stays in that lane. And if that's what you want to do, man, this ain't going to be the show for you because every week we talk about the how. No matter who the opponent is, the how this team can get the victory or if they don't, this this is why, right? I say it all the time. This may not be that show. There are shows where people just rail on the quarterback, rail on the team. That That's probably where you should probably live at. But here we're going to figure out the how. We're going to talk about everything, both sides too, right? Both sides too. All I ask is, hey, well, can we explore the other side too? <laughs> explore the other side. But I know for a fact, if it, the outcome does not happen the way most of us want, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it, that there will be people that will be more elated, more elated than not. Seriously. Because I feel like those people are waiting for the shoe to drop. And if it doesn't, they're going to get upset because they're not right. Care about being right. Nacho, I was going to be done with Tuck, but I'm going to be done with Nacho. Nacho, send us out, man. Happy New Year, my man. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Uh, it, it, it's been a while. Hey, listen, you know, it is what it is. You know, we we, we do have those, that fan base that that, that is, you know, you know, just cons and always negative and so forth. And then we have the fans that believe, have faith. It's been an up and down season. It's, uh, it, and you know, it's been, it's been full of inconsistencies and in what team is going to show up on Sunday. The bottom line is I see Hankins and Osa as very key players. Oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Hankins. I forgot to bring him up when I was talking about the interior. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? If, 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 if Hankins and Osa, can play that middle and can and can really stop that run game right through the gut and get pressure right where that is as we've talked about if i mean if 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 Parsons and Lawrence and 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 everybody else Fowler and so on and so forth and Sam Williams and they can come through the outside but they but if they can get that middle that's where i think we win the football game um i i truly you know, I'm 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 truly hoping that uh, you know that whatever left cornerback trial and error, yeah. whatever players we're putting out there against the Commanders and trying things out to try to kind of see what we're going to do for for Monday. I hope it's done and over with. And uh, I'm excited about. What do you think uh, about Xavier Rhodes? You think he's going to get some playing time on, on Monday? Yes. According to, well, at least being called up, according to Jerry, Jerry spilled the beans. Dan Quinn didn't want to spill the beans. Um, I don't know if he's, he'll start, but Jerry said that he would be shocked. Paraphrasing. Some along the lines of he'd be shocked if, if he wasn't called up and active for the game. So will he play? Maybe. I mean, they, they when Mackenzie Alexander got ready, they threw Mackenzie Alexander out there against the Eagles. So... And, I just hate that we're still playing around with that position, but but maybe Xavier Rhodes gets some tick. Bland, maybe a combination of of, of Bland, uh, Xavier Rhodes. You know, just because of his vet experience and being out there, and uh, uh, and and you know, I tell you what, I, I'm I'm really excited to see the matchup between uh, what's her boy's name, twenty five. Who? I'm forgetting his name right now. 
uh, I apologize, 25, left corner, opposite of Davis. Oh, Nishan Wright. Nishan Wright, yes. Sorry, Wright. So with his length, you know what I mean? Uh, um, and, and he's kind of coming around, you know, um, him, you know, and, and uh, with their big receivers, you know. They got some big receivers, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he's got an opportunity to maybe make some plays, you know, and uh, um, and hoping that maybe getting back our center and everybody back in that offensive line has been such a makeshift. Hopefully they can kind of get it right, and then we can kind of generate a running game to open everything up. You know, what, what do you think? Yeah, well, I'm not going to touch on the offense. We'll, we'll talk about the offense tomorrow or Friday, but but I'll I'll, good, I'll touch good. on Nation Rob. Appreciate the call, uh, Nacho. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. All right, man. Take care. Uh, I wonder if they elect to shadow Mike Evans with 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 uh, Trayvon Diggs in this game. Like Wright is Wright was coming along, but I worry a little bit about Wright on Mike Evans. Because I think Brady and Evans, they, they're starting to kind of come around, right? Brady is Brady. Evans is a veteran. That's that's a tall task for uh for Nashawn Wright. Now, eventually, at some point, he's probably gonna have to play based off of whatever the call is. I don't know if they're gonna shadow him all game. But Godwin is usually their slot guy. So I think you can shadow Mike Evans with it. I, I would love to do that. And then let Wright kind of just deal with whoever's left over in that situation. Hell, it ain't got to be right. Wright, well, Bland's probably not going to be out there. If it's Rhodes, whoever cornerback two is. I don't know that I want cornerback two or Mike Evans. This is what I'm trying to say, y'all. I don't know about that. But but here are the key players for them. Um, and one of the guys that's very underrated here is Cade Otten. Over the last month or two of the season Tom Brady has really started to connect with him or at least attempt to target him uh for the last five games he's been targeted five or more times in each of those games and some of them he's got nine targets seven targets you know he he's getting a look and we know Tom likes the tight ends so he's becoming a reliable option uh for Kate for for Tom Brady so he's a guy one of those x factors in this game if they decide to try to eliminate the outside Kate Otten underneath could be an issue we saw week one last year. Now, that's a different type of tight end. Rob Gronkowski gave the Cowboys trouble. But got to keep our eye on Kate Otten in this game, man. Um, and Chris Godwin in the slot. I mean, I, I like the matchup, honestly, with Chris Godwin and, and Deron Bland. I think he matches up well with Chris Godwin. I think it's going to come down to scheme. Like, do they get tunnel screens to Chris Godwin? Are they going to do pick plays and things like that? But if it's just man-on-man... Uh, I feel good about about that about that matchup. I feel good about that matchup. Oh please, please hire him, Panthers. J- just in. Where's my button? The Panthers request to speak with Kellen Moore. He can go right now. Nah, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> we'll talk about this offense tomorrow, Cowboys Nation. Uh, before I get out of here, though, let me go ahead and read a couple of these supers, then we get up out of here. Oh, good. We didn't miss none today. Perfect. Yeah, they can they can definitely send him now. Ellen Moore, take him, please. Yeah, they can go right now. Listen, we'll trade you Kellen Moore for DJ Moore. Two Moors. We'll swap the Moors. 
Can we swap the Morris? Y'all down with that? And I say all that, and I truly do hope and, and, and pray that he, because y'all know how I feel. I've been saying this for a long time. I've seen him getting in a bag, and a lot of people be like, he ain't in no bag. Yeah, he's been in a bag. He's had a game where he was in the bag. He's had some series when he was in the bag. I just want to stay in that, though. Four games. Give me four games of that, and then he can go somewhere else. Well deserved. Go ahead, Kellen. All right? Jump back into this chat and get up out of here. Take that damn playbook with you. Yeah. Carolina, Kellen Moore will make y'all look fire. I would love to see it, uh, Cowboys fan 112. Please go go to Carolina and Sam Darnold. Turn him into Dak Prescott. Go on right ahead. Yeah. Please. They'll have the number one offense, according to people that think that this man is God. No, Danny, we don't want that hook and ladder, please. But I swear. Now, I know I was talking about saving trick plays and whatnot, but if we come out with that razzle-dazzle hook and ladder stuff in the second series again, toxic. I know I said I wasn't going to go toxic, man, and, 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 you know, I'll be angry or whatever, but I swear. For, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. There is no phone lines. The phone lines, the last call was Nacho. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. For the show later today, we'll be um, talking, breaking down this game some more. Not sure which side of the ball we'll watch on the Lombardi Live show over on the volume. And then Mo will be back on later tonight for the uh, A to Z Sports primetime. But we'll be back tomorrow. Um, again, I said I was going to slow roll this matchup. So that's why I wanted to talk about concepts today. Talk about, you know, you know the, the, the film and, and with, with uh, Brady and Kurt Warner and Dan Quinn. I try to stay in that in that lane today because we're going to have to slow roll this since we play Monday night. Tomorrow, we might break down the trenches. Uh, we did that in week one. And I know Danny said something about Vita Vea being out. I know he has been out. I thought he was coming back. But if he's going to be out, that is big. But we'll talk about the trenches, what this means for the Cowboys, if they get Biotis or not back, maybe tomorrow. Um, and, and we'll continue to break this thing down slowly but surely. And then come Monday night, it's on. It's on. For a lot of y'all, y'all don't even need to watch the game, right? Y'all already know what's going to happen and whatnot, right? But with that said, I'm going to go ahead and press this button and get up out of here. Good stuff today. The Velcro shoes. You wild, Tosh. Appreciate the calls. Appreciate the chat. I'll see y'all tomorrow, man. Y'all the best. Peace.